Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 30. Woo. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. Freddie, in, uh, in, in honor of our 25th episode, what did you do for your 30th birthday? Um, We're wait, not going to be able to do this too much longer. Okay, fair enough. The episodes um, are going to surpass our age soon enough. That's wild. Yeah, we have to guess what we'll do for our birthdays. Um, <laughs> In the future. <laughs> my 30th birthday was downright amazing. Um, my uh, my wife, Caitlin, got me a thing that sounds like a stripper experience, but is absolutely not. It's called hands-on exotics. And it's actually a company in Ontario that's amazing that rescues uh, wild uh, and, you know, like wild animals, basically that uh, Ontario's like animal laws are really weird and crappy. So people get like parrots and (laughs) I feel so lost already. No. So, yeah. So it's basically (laughs) there was a big party where this, they bring some of the wild animals that they're like, you know, taking care of that, that should have never been in Canada and they show them to people at the party as a way to raise money for what they do. So like the star animal at my thing was a Joey, a baby kangaroo. What? Uh, And there was like a a blue tongued skink, which is like this weird lizard, different types of parrots, snakes. Basically people are insane and they'll be like, I'm going to get like a bobcat or whatever <laughs> and then they have it for like a couple years and they can't take care of it and people like it's this a literal bobcat exactly and people like this rescue it or like uh, uh parrots and certain types of birds are very common because parrots live to like 80 and they're as intelligent as like a four or five year old so they need like eight hours of stimulation a day so people are like i'm gonna get a, a pet parrot and it's like a nightmare because it's like beyond a full-time job so oh my god yeah so so anyways yeah long story short my 30th birthday rocked why did you preface that with it sounds like a stripping experience because it's called hands-on exotics <laughs> which to me is like hands-on exotics <laughs> hey 
that's why i was so lost um wow that's incredible um uh i wow i don't even remember what i did for my 30th birthday i don't think i did anything i think it was extremely non-eventful um because i i like doing big things on very random birthdays if that makes sense right like 31 you went to Vegas. yeah like i i like i'm more likely to have like a big like big like 32nd or something like that um uh, like but that i don't but i yeah but i don't i actually don't remember what i did for my 30th which is the true sign of aging i guess Hey, maybe you know i mean but if it were animals like that i think i really would remember that oh that's a, that's like my most memorable birthday probably always will be yeah i uh didn't plan that question i was just like yeah let's do that and now i'm like i don't even remember i'm sorry i went in so hard but it's a specific memory and no it's a i love specific it specific question what i'll do is i'm gonna deep dive into like my facebook because it's probably all on my facebook and I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out for, for next episode. I love it. Um, but nothing will top that story. That's actually incredible. Thank and you. shout out to Caitlin for shout- thinking of that. That's a really cool, unique idea. It was amazing. Shout out to Caitlin. Um, all right. And other uh, notes, we, uh, we had some feedback about uh, Freddie mm-hmm. and I not knowing who Nancy Lieberman is. And then we, we looked her up and we were like, wow, fair. We yeah, really it, should know who she is. It was a genuine uh major egg on our face. And yeah, uh yes, absolutely. To the listeners who let us know about it, honestly, thank you. And to, to the other listeners that might not know what we're talking about, uh, I think it's important for us to say we are a podcast that is, you know, learning about the WNBA and we have so much to learn. You know, we've we've learned a lot, but uh I think. I'll speak for myself, but a particular weakness is, um, you know, players that played before our time where we got really into it. Obviously, I know some, um, but there's some major legends and Nancy Elizabeth Lieberman, a.k.a. Lady Magic, uh, is a massive, massive legend um that you know is uh yeah one of the icons of women's basketball so it must have been pretty startling to hear me and you be like nancy lieberman who's that the politician i i will say this i I mean in a way i don't mean for this to be an excuse but in a way i absolutely mean for this to be an excuse and that is like us being based in canada like being based in toronto we have such little exposure to women's basketball you know what I mean? Like we really do, especially anything pre WNBA. Yeah. Like, like, like USA women's basketball, like Olympics basketball. Yeah. That is not like on our sports radar. Like you really have to go out of your way in Canada to really know about women's basketball, which is actually really one of the motivating factors for us starting this podcast. Totally. And I we mean, were yeah. actually not to get ahead of ourselves, but, um, but it's been announced this week that Toronto is actually going to have an, a WNBA exhibition game for next season, which is like mm-hmm. absolutely massive. And yeah. then Freddie and I were talking about this. We were like, oh, we think we're the, we're probably the only WNBA podcast based in Canada. I think so. And I, we'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll be there and we'll, we'll be taking pictures and we're going to be there and we'll, we're going to do 
everything we can to have press passes even. And I actually think that's going to be pretty realistic for us, even with our other MBA podcast affiliations uh, via Raptors Republic. So through that or through this, we're going to be there. And uh, we'll get into the excitement of all that later. I, I just, I didn't mean to jump the gun there, but I just no, mean all that it. to say that like, it is actually harder to learn about women's basketball here because you don't stumble upon it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. just like enter your sphere. It's like, you really have to go out of your way for it. And I think like you and I, by starting this podcast, we've been able to do that. And we're learning so much about the league and we have learned a lot about the league and where things are kind of currently, but there's a lot of history that maybe we don't know because it just, it's just a lack of exposure thing. And I think also, you know, to add to your point, there's so much beyond just the WNBA uh, as far as like international uh, basketball and like international basketball leagues, but um, you know, like, Olympic basketball and where women have had to showcase to play basketball, you know, like reading a lot of uh, stuff about uh, Nancy Lieberman. It's just like the, the, the high school history, the college history. I always, uh, uh, you know, go through this with my, with my father-in-law who is a big college guy in the U S and that's something that as Canadians, we don't have a lot of exposure to, you know, he lives in South Carolina. There's no, there's no professional team. He follows a lot of college ball, yeah. uh, football and basketball. And that's not something that, you know, like I, I watch, you know, March Madness sort of thing, but uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty weak spot for me as a basketball fan. Um, it's, you know, when it comes to like, what, what is on our TV, what our broadcasters carry. And I think, you know, we, we, we have to watch a lot of hockey. I'll say that. There's a lot of hockey when you turn on the TV. You know what I mean? Oh, even like curling would get uh, yeah. precedence over uh, women's basketball here in Canada, just for our American listeners to uh, to get a sense of what it's like here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times my dad yelled at the TV because curling was on instead of something else he wanted to watch. That's hilarious. I love how everyone is like, we all know that curling is going to be on TV and we're all mad about it. We're all mad. Well, wait, are you mad? You played curling. I did play curling and you just went to a wedding at a curling club. Um, Yeah, there were hockey players next door to the to the wedding. Uh, Freddie's brother, uh, Miguel, was there. I saw him there. Anyone that's listening to this is like, what deep corner of Canada have we fallen into? (laughs) And we're in Toronto. We're in Toronto. Yeah, we're we're in the least deep part of Canada you could be. I um, was, uh, yeah, we were in uh, Lee Side, which is a neighborhood, I guess, like northeast. Uh, I haven't spent much time there at all, but yeah, I was literally pulling up. Like the my Uber was like, "Is this it?" I thought I was pulling into like a Loblaws grocery store, like straight up. But uh, the wedding was there, and it was nice. It was actually extremely nice um once you got inside and away from the hockey players uh and then actually shout out to uh my friend that did get married Anne maria stoich uh she took us like kind of through the kitchen and out this back door and then the whole ice rink was there this big giant hockey ice rink was just empty all the players had left or whatever was happening and then we got to like cool off from being on the dance floor by this like by this 
hockey rink which was like a very fun highlight of the wedding we took a self we took a big photo there um i think miguel has it maybe he didn't post it because we weren't technically supposed to be there or something but we kind of like snuck in like cool kids sneaking over by the hockey rink during the the wedding it's a very canadian story there and and for listeners by the way miguel is is my brother also a comedian and a friend of catherine's and uh (laughs) friend of anna maria's getting very specific here but let's 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 do everyone a favor and jump back to we both checked out you know some stuff on nancy lieberman so yes I i don't know if you want to go first like is there there's the 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 list of accomplishments is like massive so i think i'll just preface it we are absolutely not going to do her justice but we're just going to sort of uh you 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 go reflect on a couple cool things yeah um so yeah like i said the accomplishments are like absolutely uh gigantic um so she was a uh, waba champion a waba mvp uh, a WBL rookie of the year. Um, she has uh, high school and college assist uh, records, steal records. Um, she is 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 uh, actually the broad current broadcaster of the Oklahoma City, or one of the current broadcasters of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, she was the I, one thing I thought was really cool: the second ever female assistant coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as a player was like absolutely dominant, uh, internationally in high school and college, she did also play in the WNBA. Um, you know, it's someone I'm going to, uh, she was hired. She was hired as the general manager and head coach of the Washington, of the Detroit shock. Yeah. Yeah. She's coached. She's coached, uh, men's basketball as well. She's played men's basketball, um, on a couple, uh, different uh men's teams and you know she's coaching the g league so this is you know she's in the basketball hall like i I think i actually saw she was in four different basketball hall of fames so uh yeah anyways all all that to say legit crazy that we didn't know her even though we're canadian is what we're saying yeah totally (laughs) after all of those caveats i'll I'll speak for myself shame on me because she's a giant in the sport no, she, well, on both of us, on both of us. And, and you know what? I think it's like fair to acknowledge because it's like if you and I didn't know her, then I think like a lot of other people probably didn't know her. And it's like, you know, that's just the bias that happens in, in sports. And now we're we're shining a, a nice light mm-hmm. on it. And everybody should know her. Um, absolutely. Okay, let's move on to the actual playoffs. Well, since our last episode, we had the game five with the with the sky and the sun, the sun and the sky, as we like to say here. Uh, the sun won it. Uh, it was a very exciting game five. I mean, both teams are kind of right there. And then the sun really took it in the fourth. They went on a crazy run. Uh, I don't quite have those numbers up in front of me because I have this current series in front of me, but it was a thrilling game. Uh, congrats to the sun. And uh, even though I will say the aces have a, a two nothing lead in this final so far, as we're recording this, um, I've been a sun's hater for like no reason, which I kind of knew. 
but yeah. I was just like being like, you know what? You've picked the sun, so I'm going to not pick the sun. Hey, you're but having some fun. It's all good. I'm having some fun, but still, like, I I don't know. I just wanted to say maybe I have egg on my face twice a bit because <laughs> I've been a sun's hater probably all season for truly no reason at all. Yeah, but, you know, that's sports, right? Sometimes you just got to pick against a team and then stick with it. I was a Lynx lover and, uh, you know, it didn't really work out for me, right? So, <laughs> you, you know, you got to stick to your guns a little bit, I think, sometimes. Something funny, but I was a Lynx lover. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, if we're getting aggregated, someone's going to be like, Lynx? Bobcats? What's going on with this uh, podcast here? Hockey? Yeah. <laughs> Hockey, <laughs> cougars, pumas. Um, oh my god! But uh, yeah, I think probably my major takeaway from the game was that in the end, the Suns, uh, you know, were the better team and sort of like, you know, I don't want to say outclass the sky, but I do think that they were the better team and they kind of like realized it as the series went along, and. You know, you often hear this term in sports where, um, you know, like a player like uh, chokes or um, falls apart or whatever. And I, I, and I never think there's enough credit to the fact that teams and, and athletes, they often get mentally defeated. And, you know, just looking at the, the sky here, you know, five points in the entire fourth quarter of game yeah. five. And that is, you know, they were mentally. That's a mental defeat. You're yeah, they, right. they were, there was a mental defeat. Like they were, they were kind of toast, right? And and just the Suns, super balanced scoring. They had uh, all five starters uh, plus 10 points and um, really, really well-balanced win and, you know, deserving trip to the finals. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you have. They're any... getting squashed. They are, yeah. the the sun The sun run might be, might be done. But um, also, just say I really, really hope from, and, and I think uh, that that uh, Candace Parker returns, and I think that she can't go out like this. And uh, you know, I, I hope that she's not. I hope that those weird rumors are not true, and that she she's back uh, playing for the sky next year. Yeah, she kind of had um, ominous is too strong of a word, but she did have a bit of a ominous mm-hmm. like post um, game press conference where she kind of was saying like, you know, like I just need to know that I can be competitive. I think she said something along the lines of like, I'm not going to rob the game. Like she's not going to disrespect the game of basketball mm-hmm. that if she doesn't feel like she can compete at a certain level, she's not going to do it. Um, yeah. And it was just very interesting to, to hear her speak in those terms, which means she's definitely thinking about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, aging in sports is so hard and yeah. everyone does it differently, but I, I just really hope that, if she, I hope it's not a thing where she's sort of like, if I'm not the MVP or MVP level, like I don't want to play because, you know, Candace Parker, the role player, in my opinion, like that's going to add to her greatness at the end of the day, you know, I hope she does whatever she wants to, 
but uh you know just watching fouls and bird the way they both went out it's like you know they were all stars but i don't think um you know either was like a an mvp threat sort of thing and you know it, to me that's like i think the game is sort of bigger than that and off you know the the aging superstar i feel like is one of the hardest roles in any sport so i hope that uh i keep saying i hope you know but just as a fan i i want to see more Candace parker yeah absolutely um, but let's uh let's move on to this finals here. Yeah. We've got the Aces up two nothing against the Sun. Uh, a very close, very entertaining game one. Game mm-hmm. two also entertaining, but very much a, a commanding performance by the Aces. Pretty much throughout the whole thing, um, they held uh Duana Bonner to like two points, I believe. Yeah, just yeah. two points in, in game two, which is pretty like I mean, that was like extremely impressive uh defense on the aces part. I uh I feel like I I do believe in the sun in terms of like their ability to make adjustments. We saw them do it in the sky series, and um I don't think they're completely out. They are going back home. It's possible they could get a game. But I don't see a world where, well, I mean, obviously, like, I don't think they're going to win the series. Like, no team in WNBA history has come back from being down uh, 0-2 to win the next three in a row. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this team's going to be the first. I think that's fair to say. Um, Yeah. But I do think, you know, by the this episode's going to come out on Thursday, which is like the same day as this game Mm -hmm. uh, or as their next game. I do think it's possible the Sun could get one. Um, and I actually said that before the series started, I thought, yeah, the sun will get one game, uh, but it could be a full blown sweep. What do you think? I think so. And I think the, the main narrative I'm watching, you know, for, for aces fans or anyone that predicted the ACE, aces are just going to deal with, uh, the sun, like, you know, so far they're happy and they're right. And, Obviously, it's a, it's a stacked team. Kelsey Plum's amazing, but to me, just the the double whammy of like you can't stop Asia Wilson, and I think that's mm-hmm. just that. But I think the absolute heater Chelsea Gray has been on mm-hmm. this entire playoffs run is like what makes you know a, a champion. And Asia Wilson, like there has to be some come down to earth like moments for Chelsea Gray if the Sun really have a shot because both of those players playing that well is just a total backbreaker um and you know for the other perspective like if there's a narrative for the Sun sure they could play better uh I don't think they're particularly playing that poorly I think the Aces are the better team but I think I'm not sure how injured she was or wasn't, but you know, Chelsea Gray did tweak her ankle and kind of go down the hallway there. So mm-hmm. her level of burst and how good she is heading into, you know, this game three, I think is is gonna be like if the Suns are going to grab any kind of like mini opportunity here. And you hate to call an injury an opportunity, but you know, it, it's sports and you have to be kind of ruthless here. And I feel like 
if the Suns are going to get any momentum, I'll say it could potentially be this injury. Um, well, wait, but Chelsea Gray is still like in it. Like she's not. Oh, she's playing. She's very much playing. But I just mean like, yeah. you know, if you've hurt your ankle and you're limping like she was, you know, are you going to be as dominant? Like, so game, what am I looking at here? Game two, she is nine for 16 from the field. And game one, she is nine for 17. You know, and I think if you're a Suns fan, you're hoping maybe, you know, she can go six for 17, you know, seven for 20, one of these games just kind of like cool down a little bit you know yeah i mean i think like you're right that if you are a suns fan you're kind of like scraping at the barrel here yeah that's sort of what i'm saying (laughs) sorry Brady, but that's very much what that is hey uh, trying to find a path (laughs) trying to find a path i mean even like kelsey plum was like uh one for six from three and uh holly Rowe at one point like interviewed her during the game and was just like uh you know you haven't been having like the best shooting night and and kelsey was just like i don't know she was just like shoot or shoot you know like every day is a new day it's a new moment like she's she's really great when she's being interviewed uh mid-game mm-hmm. uh, kelsey plum there um but yeah like even she wasn't having the best shooting night but still ended up with 20 points so it's like that i don't know that's that big three is a big three yeah um it's pretty intense i mean they score the vast majority like like between the three of them they scored like 90 percent of the points Mm -hmm. three players scoring 90 percent of your points yeah you gotta like limit you know shutdown is kind of strong for a star but you got to limit somebody here and i think the other scraping at the barrel thing i'll say is that you know just looking at you know uh john cole jones stats here you know and i think she's an incredible player deserving mvp last year um but she's very like flow of the game and i think that you know game one um 15 points game two, 16 points. Uh, it's, it's not bad, but I think you're going to need a takeover game from Jones. Um, yeah. Like a near 30 point game to make a bigger dent here. One for three from three and one for four. Like you're going to need like a four for six. Well, you're going to need that and you're going to need, um, a lot more from Dewana Bonner, like a lot more, like, like two points for her is just not like, I mean, the game game before that three points. So yeah. Yeah. They, they have shut her down. Yeah. And I think you really got to get her going again. She does have seven rebounds. So it's like, at least she's like contributing on other, um, you know, parts of the floor, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, or plus minus is minus 15 right now. So it's like, that's pretty significant. And uh, I think you got to, I would be making a very concerted effort to be drawing up players, plays rather for Dewana Bonner at the very beginning of the game. 
yeah just to get her going you know what i mean like like give give her different looks like literally draw up plays for her to get her on the board get her confidence going not to say that it isn't the aces defense because i'm sure it's absolutely their defense too but like I feel like the adjustments need to be made for her. Yeah. Great point. And uh, I'll also say that I feel like sticking with my scraping at the barrel, this is more so a joke, but (laughs) um, Kurt Miller, like you, um, you gotta like, I don't know, say something like, like negative about like Becky Hammond or something like try and throw Becky off of her game because Becky is, coaching a masterpiece that like, is that is the ultimate scrape but that's major because well, that yeah. is the ultimate yeah, like I mean, like like becky heaven's gonna care i think not, she would find it adorable like i think yeah, she would no, it would yeah. actually that, make her laugh that would be like a sign of weakness actually but like all jokes aside i think <laughs> i think kurt miller is gonna have to do more because you know he i think the aces are better but i do think that he's also getting out coached and i think yeah i mean becky much. hammond is is a you know obviously a basketball genius but um i don't know you gotta you gotta fight right i agree he is getting out coached and i think this is like going into this game three, that's the kind of game where it's like, you get a little, you know, we're Raptors fans. So excuse us, but this is where you get a little Nick nursey and you really just start to kind of experiment. You look at the wall, like, a, like you're Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. And you just like, yeah, you know, you, you get a little experimental, I think, and you do things a little unconventional yeah. uh, to at the, at the very least, just to break up what's happening, mm-hmm. you know? Agreed. All right. That's cool. Um, okay. We've got lots of other uh, WNBA news. Um, all right. Let's uh, do you want to get this Robert Sarver BS out of the way? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> who knows if it's, if it's going to be long, but um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go first. Well, yeah, no, I'll just introduce it that um, uh, Phoenix Mercury and and NBA Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver has been suspended for a year and fined $10 million after an investigation into highly uh, problematic behavior, including uh, workplace uh, sexual harassment, uh, derogatory comments, um, uh, racial slurs uh, used uh, in the workplace uh, multiple times. Uh, this was actually uh, reported about almost a year ago. And so then they did this formal investigation into it, interviewed a bunch of employees. Uh, the investigation was essentially conclusive that these things happened and uh, the suspension has been made. Uh, I have thoughts. Uh, Freddie, do you want to go first? Yeah, I um. Yeah, I'm curious to know what you think. You know, I I, I just recorded my my Raptors slash NBA podcast earlier in the day, and got a lot of good uh, uh, insights on this from uh, from the guests Derek Tianarain and um, uh, Iman Aiden uh, from Dishes and Dimes. And you know, there's it's such a dynamic scenario. I think with uh, uh, you know searching for a better word here, but like you know like. Uh, the owners uh, of these uh, franchises because there's not a lot of accountability and there's not a lot of, um, I guess, checks and balances because 
they all sort of protect each other. And this is one of those scenarios where we know this is bad. We know that way more happened than what we are seeing. Um, obviously it's not over and it just, there's almost like a, like there's almost a bleakness to it because it's, it's kind of like, what does it take for someone of this, you know, wealth and stature to actually, you know, face real consequence. And I think, you know, for some folks listening, they might be like, well, well, he's banned for a year and, and find $10 million. And I think that's just not that much when you're someone of that, like when you're that, when you're like a Robert Sarver. So yeah, I mean, Derek made the point, which I'm kind of, uh, you know, taking it, It's just that he's going to be back in these franchises after a year. So if you were brave enough to come forward, you're probably going to be looking for a new job because you don't want to work with him. Like, it's you know what I mean. So it's just it's an all all in all ugly scenario, and I think that um, I'm not exactly sure what needs to happen. Or I mean, I can say what I personally think needs to happen is that he like needs to go, but that doesn't seem very very realistic with someone this powerful. Uh, I'll say this: I think this is a complete joke. This is a complete and utter joke. This whole, the way this situation has been handled is a joke. To me, there's no other way to even put it. It's laughable the way this has been handled. And I say that because it's true. (laughs) It's just true. Anybody in any other employment scenario would be fired. Yeah. But he owns the team. And we're not in the David Stern era anymore. We're in the Adam Silver era. So Adam Silver doesn't, he's not as pushy as David Stern, which is both good and bad. And that's like a whole debate for mm-hmm. a whole other podcast, right? Because there's pros and cons to that. Um, the only reason that Robert Sarver wasn't forced to sell these teams is because this wasn't caught on tape. And the only totally. thing people care about are the optics, right? Because that happened to, to Donald Sterling. It was caught on tape. Yep. So they had to get rid of him. Uh, this wasn't caught on tape. He has really uh, ridiculous defenses. Like, like he's trying to claim he didn't mean any malice by using these words or these actions. That's just not, that can't be true. Like, I just don't see a world in which you're, you're abusing your power and then simultaneously you don't mean malice um that doesn't make sense to me those are just lies and if uh i i feel sorry for the people who work for these franchises um i'm sure working in sports is like a dream for a lot of those people um as someone who works in film and tv i've worked in many toxic situations before and i was in a very terrible uh, situation about five years ago and I ended up leaving it was like my dream job and it was my first time in my dream role I've since been able to come back and be a tv writer and I'm you know I love my life um, but at the time it was like my first time in a situation like that is extremely terrible and I left and I went back to a part-time administrative assistant job and I realized like it being appreciated 
for what you do matters more than what you do. Like in terms of like careers. And that was very humbling for me. And I think, not that I think anybody who works for the Phoenix Suns or Mercury are listening to this, but if you are, like move on, move on. It is, it is not going to get better. And I, I actually, I mean, I truly hope it does get better, but this, the message or lack of message that has been sent here, it is, tells me that it is not going to get better. And also that perpetuates a culture that other people get to do it too. Um, other people in positions of power get to get away with stuff now because he's gotten away with stuff. And I think it's not worth it to stay in an environment like that. And the only thing I could say is to just, you know, I feel like heartbroken because it's like you have these dreams of like, you're going to change things and you're going to make a difference. And then sometimes you realize, you know what, I'm not actually going to be able to make a difference here because there's just too many things beyond my control. And if, if you ever feel that way, move, move on, just move on. And, and as an NBA fan, I'm sick and tired of pretending not to care. Like, I'm just so fucking over it. Like, we're going to talk about it now. And then we're just going to talk about, like, where Kevin Durant's going to go again. And it's just, like, I actually put a pause on my NBA podcast because I'm just so bored of it. <laughs> I feel like it is so uncompelling to uh, comparatively to, like, everything that's happening in the WNBA. Like, all, all of this is just so much more riching and rewarding for me. That's a whole tangent for a different day, but the Robert Sarver thing is a joke. It makes me sick. And I'm, t- and, and I'm just tired of people pretending they care when they don't care. Very, very well said. Agreed in every single aspect. And the only thing I'll add uh, is that I feel like, you know, Dallas Mavericks had a situation with Mark Cuban. And, you know, this is a scenario that must exist in so many different uh, franchises. Yeah. And it's, uh, it it's, could exist in all of them. It could exist in every single one of them. And I no. think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like concentrated male power seems to be the common denominator. I'm not sure. But like it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's gross and it's horrible and it's a joke. I totally agree with you. Huh. All right. <laughs> After that slime. Uh, that's a whole scenario. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see like a year from now he's back and like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, but basically they just told this guy to, he's a billionaire. So 10 million is like not much to him. Mm-hmm. And I basically told him to go on vacation for a year. And I'm sure that's all he's going to do. And uh, a lot of these guys that get like um, affected by quote unquote canceled culture in some way, they don't really seem to like reflect on their actions and try to learn from it. If anything, they just kind of go deeper into a hole of very toxic people who reinforce their behavior, mm-hmm. which is kind of why I'm like, okay, it's not going to change. Yeah, and it if doesn't. You're there, you should leave. And I think, you know, one thing I just want to, uh, the, the last thing I'll sort of bring up that you said that I feel like is, is absolutely bang on is we live in a sensational time and we need the video. We need the audio. We need corporate sponsors to uh, realize they're going to lose money 
and to pull their money for any real consequences because you know the owners from around the league are going to um want to protect the league at all costs and its reputation so it has to be like donald sterling style where it's like wait a second if we don't remove him it's going to hurt all of us because other than that it's just going to continue on and this is like this punishment yeah it's a joke well yeah okay well we had to address it because that's happening but uh we'll we'll move on um some other exciting stuff uh in the nba wmba 2k world there's been some wmba player rankings and uh freddie you sent me the rankings i don't play 2k do you play 2k i do play 2k uh i haven't played a lot recently um but you know this is one of those things that's sort of just uh I guess just a nod to kind of gamers because I feel like, and a lot of athletes play games too. So these rankings kind of matter. Um, like who's the the top people. So Asia Wilson and Stewart are rate their ratings are 96. John yeah, Paul Jones tied. is 94. Um, so that's kind of like, that's the top of the league sort of thing. Well, do you think like some of these players in 2k get ranked higher than like, their actual results on the court irl yes because like candace parker is ranked like fourth that was the one i noticed as well like is candace parker the fourth best player in the league right now well and like there's so many players above uh sabrina anescu and uh, I always get, is it Inescu or is it Ionescu? Like, do you overpronounce the I? I say Ionescu. Ionescu. Yeah, yeah that's But right. I could that's be right. wrong. That's, no, 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 I think you're right. But anyway, like, she's ranked, like, 88 here. And there's, like, a solid 10 people ranked above her. And I'm just like, that is, is it, maybe it's eight people. But uh, anyway, that's a lot, considering how much she's just been bawling out this year. Uh, and then there's a Liz Cambage yes. agent ranked 87. Hilarious. That was the other major thing that I noticed where it's like, they got to have Liz in the game, but they're like, what are we going to do here? Free agent. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's very funny. Like I didn't realize that you could just pick popular players and they just play better. They play to your expectations <laughs> in the video yeah. game in the way that maybe they don't. I that's not fair to say about Candace Parker. I don't think uh um I think she did play to expectations this year, but it's just for the casual uh who maybe doesn't know and knows her through broadcasting, which is the case with a lot of people. Um, and like people know Liz from like social media stuff that they want to like include them i guess yeah for sure they want to have all the biggest uh you know most popular faces in the game because it's like a marketing thing too right yeah but yeah just a silly thing i thought was you know kind of funny i I will say uh britney griner's here yeah ranked 90 so she's ranked in the top it's not numbered one two three four five she's like top seven something yeah she's ranked the top top six so that's nice to see because we all know she is like a top 10 player in the league 
mm-hmm. uh, when she does get to play. Um, so yeah, that was really nice. Uh, if any of us, uh, if any of our listeners are playing 2K, like I'd love to know what you think. I'm actually new to video games. I think I've mentioned it on here a while ago, but like I started playing uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and now I'm in my third iteration of playing that same game. And now, and that's basically, I've played a little bit of Mario Odyssey and those are the only games I've played, uh, as an adult. Hey. Keep gaming. Keep exploring those video those games. Open open world games. The, these games are a it's bit different, so, but they're they're very fun. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be an an open world basketball game. That's kind of wild. Well, they're get you. You can create a player, and there it's there's sort of a version of that. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, in, in a way, it's open world. Um. Okay, we've held on to this next topic far too long. And that is the exhibition game that's happening in yes. Canada. This is so thrilling. So spring 2023, there's going to be an exhibition game. We already kind of talked about it off the top. Probably I, my excitement, I probably just couldn't even contain myself. Uh, we don't know what the teams are yet. Uh, shout out to uh, one of our listeners, uh, Craig Pugh. Uh, he also sent me the story and was like, I bet it's going to be the Phoenix Mercury in the Minnesota Lynx because those teams have the most Canadians on them. And I was like, that is an excellent point. And I feel very good about that being the two teams that end up coming here. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good call. And like, oh, I, I will just say as a fan, you know, as a podcaster, as someone who's been getting into the WNBA, I feel absolutely blessed with the timing of this. Um, of course, there's still the, you know, the question that keeps going uh, and, and won't end, which is sort of like, can there be, will there be uh, a WNBA team in Toronto? And I know that commercial flights, like there's, there's, there's things in the way. But I think this is a real opportunity for, uh, sorry, and this is totally assuming it's going to be in Toronto because it could be in Montreal or Vancouver or somewhere else. Better not be. I know, right? I know. I'm very confident it's going to be in Toronto. I'm just, yeah, I'm hoping that, and and I'm hopeful. I'll say you're right. It's not. It's it's Canada, right? But but I, I am hopeful and I really think that um Toronto will do a good job and uh knock this out of the park and I hope that if it's where the Raptors play Scotiabank at 21,000 capacity I hope it is an absolute bonkers sellout because not only would it be excited for the uh, be, be exciting for the the women playing the game for the league I think this is a real opportunity for you know, Toronto to put its money uh, where its mouth is, you know, yeah. because then I think the WNBA knows that too, right? There's a lot of buzz around this. So it's like, okay, well, we're giving you an exhibition game. Show us that you have enough people to support this, that you will broadcast it, that it's going to be a big deal. Um, Make it, you know, the event it deserves to be. Um, I agree. And that's also why I'm, I feel very confident that it will be in Toronto. It's for just all the reasons that you just said. I don't think there's another city in Canada that's making a similar or same case. 
and also with um, MLSE, which is Maple Leafs Sports and Entertainment, which owns the Raptors, the Maple Leafs, and several other uh, sport, other several other teams in different sports. Um, to me, they would be the logical owners of a of a WNBA team in the city. Um, don't you think? Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's built into. They have a they have a they have the Toronto FC, which is a soccer team. They have mm-hmm. the Toronto Rock, which is a, a lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like they just they have the infrastructure for it, and um, I so much so that they have like in the OVO Center, which is a Raptors practice center. There's already NBA and WNBA logos built into it. So oh, I didn't know there were WBA yeah, locals so, built into it. So that's one of the many little sort of like, like I don't know. They're, they're gunning for it. They're gunning for it. And I think it's like, it's sort of been quiet, but I think this is, this is, t- it's time to get loud about it, which is exciting. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, you know, the, the travel issues are still very real. COVID mm-hmm. is still very real, uh, especially as an athlete. Um, so those are real logistical issues that the league does need to overcome, but I think like they do seem to be actively trying to figure that out, um, based on like, there was a team, wasn't it the sun early in the playoffs? Like they had a canceled flight or a delayed flight and then you were able to get like a private jet for them just earlier in these playoffs that happened. I, for some reason, don't remember that story, but yeah. I know it's too much life has happened, frankly. We are, as we say, booked and blessed these days. Booked and blessed. Just in time for the playoffs and the finals. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, that's very real, especially like now you're traveling internationally and you have to go through customs and stuff. Like they need to be able to streamline this process, I think, to really make it successful here. Um, but the fan base, I do believe is here. Like, I think Toronto is such a, a diverse city in cultures, but also our interests. And we're also a massive sports city. So I think as a fan base, we're, we're ready. We're, I'm really excited for Raptors fans to know that, uh, Kia Nurse is not the star of the WNBA. No disrespect to Kia Nurse. Uh, she just does a lot of broadcasting for the Raptors. So it's like people, it's like, that's like one of the only people, uh, she know, or I feel a lot of fans know. Um, although she comes back from a torn ACL, that'd be super exciting for her to debut here. Oh my God. That would be massive. Yeah. That would be so fun. Um, so yeah, we're super excited. We're going to do everything we can to be there, not just as spectators, but as media. Oh man, I, we can't promise that, but I, but I feel good about it and we're going to do our best to make that happen. So we're very excited and we'll be able to let you know more, obviously closer to the time. So spring 2023, stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try hard. Um, Freddie, on our docket, badass player of the week. Um, badass player of the week. Oh, I gotta say, I didn't really, uh, um, I didn't really bust out the numbers for this one. Uh, but I'm going to say, let's uh, just say it's Asia Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say Asia Wilson because no, she's the MVP. She's dominating yes. and she's in the finals. Yes. 
and obviously you know chelsea gray kelsey plum killing it um but uh you know asia is the uh, best player in the world right now uh i think you know maybe people would say uh stewie but um it's tight and you know i think asia got the defensive player of the year the mvp and she is absolutely she's doing it yeah well or you know i mean like her team's winning and i think when when a race is that close then you have to factor in the actual wins and so it makes sense to me that asia wilson got both those things uh 26 points 10 rebounds last game and uh the game before that ah it's taking a minute to load on me with additional pop-ups uh 24 points and 11 rebounds so uh and two steals so she's absolutely killing it it's asia wilson i think it's pretty undeniable um which is awesome now for freddie's fun question Okay, so my fun question, um, my fun question now, I'm taking a little bit of time here. Um, you wrote to me, most players are in the offseason oh, yes. and okay, gearing yes. up for more basketball, but let's pick a player not in the finals and talk about what they are doing on vacation. I don't know what people are doing on vacation, Freddie. Did you see somebody on vacation? I did not. This is a totally out of nowhere question. Um, <laughs> I was just sort of thinking, you know, before players, I guess, join up with national teams or other leagues, like what might they be doing? What might they be doing? Um, you know, I'm sure there's like some rehab okay. and this is of- what I would be doing. First of all, if I lost in the playoffs, I'd, I'd cry for a bit. Sure. I'd be in bed and I'd cry for a bit and I'd be a little depressed. Then I would decide that I want to watch the rest of these playoffs. (laughs) I don't want to know who's winning. I just know that I lost and I'm going to go travel to Italy or Hawaii or somewhere else I want to go and drink a lot of wine and really relax. That is an absolutely wonderful. And I think, and I think I would give myself a bit of a break because the off season's long, not that you don't want to not stay in shape or anything, but I think, you know, you give yourself a little time off, wait for these playoffs, wait for these finals to wrap up, come back home. Now it's fall. Now it's getting a little colder. You're inside more. And then you hit the gym again. That, that is a good answer. Mine was just so dumb. It's basically, I thought, uh, you know, I was like, okay, what about all these international players? And I enjoyed watching Emma Miesemann this year uh, as she wasn't in the, uh, you know, in in the league last year. Um, And I was like, I wonder what she's up to. Uh, And then I was reminded that she's from Belgium. And I'm like, I just hope that she is drinking beer, eating waffles, eating fries, and uh, having a bunch of chocolate not exposing what you think of people in belgium i just <laughs> took the most stereotypical <laughs> things about belgium and i in my head hope that's what emma was doing even though she's probably training and playing overseas 
but um yeah that was my form of drink wine is uh eat a bunch of waffles and drink beer hey who doesn't love waffles right um love that love that you specifically uh narrowed in on emma meeseman uh very cool well that was uh that's been our episode i think this actually was pretty long actually long for us but we have a lot to cover and uh this is very exciting thank you again so much for listening uh you can follow us at pickup wmba pod uh on your social media of choice uh we're going to be putting out some more video content of the podcast and and maybe more yeah and thank you so much for uh all the support we've been getting and we really appreciate uh all the listeners and yeah i hope everyone is enjoying the WNBA finals yeah uh here's to a game four just to extend things a little longer right we need, we need it yeah we need it all right uh till next week everyone take care all right see ya bye Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.